It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily Washington Redskins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We have a lunatic named Chris Russell that works for this radio station. I'm yeah, sure I know that guy. I'm sure you're familiar. I was just curious what your opinion is on him. Well, <laughs> never really liked Chris, actually. Yeah. Really, anybody at the media... At all. Everybody who shreds me in the media, I'm not a big fan of. But no, Chris has always been pretty fair. I like Chris. All right, what's going on, guys? It is episode number 107 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Yep, we're back again. This will have a date of 10-23-18. Tough day for uh, me and uh, many in the Redskins family. Um, you know, as you know, we've addressed this several times. Uh, our friend and colleague, Rich Tandler, passed away tragically. Uh, last Tuesday, and he'll uh, his funeral uh, will be Tuesday in the Northern Virginia area, depending on where you're listening. Uh, Herndon uh, is uh, where that will be, so that'll be a, a very emotional day. And on top of that, uh, on a couple of personal notes, uh, Tuesday, October 23rd, is um, my dad, who passed away about six years ago, his birthday. And on Monday, uh, we lost our family pet uh, for 18 years, uh, Jordan. Um, who was living up in Ohio with my daughter and my son. And, um, you know, she was a wonderful, wonderful uh, friend and, and family member. So it's been a, a really rough last week, I don't mind telling you. And I wouldn't be human if I told you it's been fun or easy uh, and, and not incredibly emotional. Uh, so uh, I appreciate you guys having some patience with me. Uh, the show does go on. Life does go on. And we do our best to entertain and inform you. Uh, here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Again, this is episode number 107. Go check out episode number 106, Victory Monday, where we went unit by unit, offense, defense, special teams throughout the Redskins 20-17 to win over the Dallas Cowboys. One thing we did not get to was Jay Gruden's portion of that win uh, and really the coaching staff in general. So I wanted to address that. And then coming up a little bit later on in two parts, we'll hear from Jay Gruden and his uh, press conference with reporters on Monday at Redskins Park, the day after his team retained first place all by their lonesome at 4-2 and two by beating those Cowboys 20-17. Plus, we'll have some interesting inside the numbers for you and a couple of prominent NFL analysts and what they had to say about Alex Smith all to come here uh, on episode number 107 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. So let's get to it right away. Jay Gruden... You know, I thought the first drive, as we kind of alluded to on episode 106 on the Victory Monday edition, the first drive was excellent. Excellent play design. We've seen the Redskins come out like a house of fire, on fire, first quarter, first drive, first half, and just dominate. When they can prepare, when they can plan, when they can get defenses napping, they do a really good job. And once again, they did. I love the design of uh, what I think was a design screen to Capri Bibbs on the 22-yard, uh, actually 23-yarder off a deep play action. 
Uh, there was an RPO. There was a read option. Uh, there was a, a skinny post to Josh Doxson, so on and so forth. I mean, there was a little bit of everything. There was a little bit of everything. Um, and I really like that first drive from Jay Gruden. Now, after that, certainly a lot of his calls, decisions, leave something to be desired. The Redskins executed at times but did not execute completely efficiently. Um, you know, they get the ball at the Dallas 45 after the fourth and one forced fumble and stop by D.J. Swearinger, and immediately they take a penalty, offensive pass interference on Doxson. Uh, Bibbs had a drop. Alex Smith did a nice job kind of scanning the field. And then you get a third and seven situation, a third and 17 situation, and basically he's just kind of looking to get rid of the football and they get nothing out of it. It's the third time in the last two home games, both wins, that the Redskins have squandered golden field position, this time starting at the Dallas 45, two, uh, last week against Carolina at the Carolina 33 before the half, Carolina 44 as part of a possession in which they had made a couple of first downs in which the Redskins, never mind, got no points. They didn't even get an attempt off at a field goal. You just can't win consistently like that in the National Football League. And unfortunately, Jay Gruden's going to have to find a way to work with Alex Smith and work with whatever pieces he's got. And I understand he doesn't have Paul Richardson. He doesn't have Jamison Crowder. He doesn't have Chris Thompson, at least for these last two games. Richardson only missing uh, one of them. A couple of things that drove me crazy about you know, Jay, he, sometimes he gets too cute. I understand you don't want to be predictable. You don't want to run somebody right up the gut. This team rarely gets, you know, much movement. They've converted a couple of fourth and ones, quarterback sneaks this year, and big spots that we've talked about last week, including, including, um, you know, against, um, a, 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 quite honestly, against, uh, Green Bay and against Arizona, actually against Carolina, I should say, uh, and against Arizona, where they converted those fourth and turned it into touchdowns, right? But ultimately, this team bogs down in the red zone. And Jay, on a third and goal from the two, first drive of the third quarter after they missed the touchdown to Sprinkle, and maybe that should have been Jordan Reed, maybe that should have been Vernon Davis, I don't know. They try and run Adrian Peterson with Vernon Davis kind of crossing the formation to kind of give a wham block look, and they collide. They don't use a timeout as the play clock is dwindling. They rush to the line of scrimmage. They're trying to get it off. Take a timeout, Jay. To me, that was a mistake. That was early in the third quarter. Yes, you don't want to blow your timeouts, but that was a mistake. Use your timeout because the play was botched and doomed from the start. Um, Another third and I think it was one, third and two call, kind of late in the game, where the Redskins do one of those little, you know, Alex kind of takes a shotgun snap. He kind of runs towards the line of scrimmage and he pitch flip, and it just completely gets swallowed up by Sean Lee on Capri Bibbs. It looks cute. The concept is great, fine, whatever, but against a fast-flowing defense, and Jalen Smith didn't even really make a huge impact in this game, but Sean Lee was back. To me, that's not a play call that I would personally want to make. Um, in that spot, I know you're struggling with your passing game, but that's not a call that I would make in that spot. Too cute. They got away with one earlier in the game. A little bit of a different situation. You telegraphed it. That's why I wouldn't do it in that particular spot. They almost snuffed that out, and it seemed like Sean Lee had a beat on it, and he blew it up. And then real quickly, the last offensive possession, you know, everybody's screaming because 
with a minute 37 seconds left and a chance to salt away the game, the Redskins come out two runs and then a pass scramble on third and nine, and they don't get the first down. Alex Smith gets tackled out of bounds. He doesn't force it. You're trying to burn timeouts there. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to take time off the clock, and you're trying to burn timeouts, and you're trying to get a first down. Jay Gruden would have been successful in burning the timeouts if not for Alex Smith running out of bounds. You can't kill Jay Gruden because he didn't pass on first down or even second down. Because what happens if that pass is incomplete and you have a struggling quarterback who's struggling for for accuracy with, again, three of your top pass-catching weapons on the shelf? If it goes incomplete, it's a disaster. It's incomplete. It's a loss of down, of course, and no time comes off the clock, and the clock stops. So you guys are killing them no matter what. To me, I didn't think Jay did a bad job in this regard. I think Jay's going to get blamed and is getting blamed. To me, not in any way, shape, or form would I blame Jay Gruden, in my opinion, for this particular situation. All right, we'll come back on the Locked on Redskins podcast. It is a episode number 107 edition. Good to have you aboard. Thanks for downloading us. Thanks for listening right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. Good to have you aboard with us here on the Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number 107. So we opened up with some words on Jay Gruden and some of his interesting coaching decisions, good and bad, on Sunday. Overall, listen, Jay is far from perfect, but I don't think he's the clown that many Redskins fans make him out to be. As a matter of fact, why don't we hear from the Redskins head coach? Uh, We'll do it in two segments, part one, of his Monday press conference with reporters at Redskins Park here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Alrighty, I'm sure you guys want to know Crowder will be day-to-day with his ankle. Get him checked out here. Um, Richardson, same thing with his knee and shoulder. Thompson, same with his knee. Uh, Apke with his hamstring. And then Dunbar with his shin bruise. Um, may involve a nerve. We're going to check that out and have a better uh, grip on it. Hopefully, uh, Today, he had it had checked out at 2 o'clock. We're, we're waiting a word. And during the game, uh, Fabian Moreau just had an ankle sprain, and Morgan Moses hurt his elbow, but uh, we'll see what they're like on Wednesday. With Quinn, is, he, is this involve just going to doctors? Is it an MRI for a nerve situation like that? Yeah, know? it's a different doctor for the nerve, I guess. Okay, and I, I would ask you the concern, but I have a feeling I know what you'll say, so yeah, I, I won't ask it. Yeah. Okay. Um, for for yesterday, when you look at back at the, what your defense has done the last couple of weeks, what really kind of jumps out at you about what they've done against backs like McCaffrey and then um, Elliott? Well, I think the total team effort, really, I think, uh, you know, starts up front in the trenches. Those big guys are doing a great job, you know, uh, the front four or five, depending on the personnel grouping, are doing excellent at the line of scrimmage. That starts there, uh, being physical at the line of scrimmage, and then the linebackers are 
finishing things off along with the safety. So uh, overall, it's just a total team effort. Um, limiting the running backs like we have the last couple weeks has been a great, outstanding job by everybody. And, and, uh, and then the passing game, they've held on. So uh, there's still some work to do without a doubt, but I like where they're at. I like where they're headed. Is the front defense overall, or is the defense overall, like the improvement, is it, you know, that the run defense is better this year? Or where do you see the most growth for, you know, your unit overall? That's where we were last in the league last year, so it's a major improvement. You know, I think getting Jonathan back has been huge, and obviously Deron Payne has been huge, and re-signing uh, Zach and Mason been big, and getting DJ Monte on the same page have been big. So, And then, you know, the edges. The edges have been... You know, not talked about a lot. Everybody cares about the stats, but Preston and Ryan uh, do an excellent job setting the edge and forcing everything back to the big guys. Offensively, the production in the passing game has not been there like it has been in previous years, but you guys are 4-2, and two, and, and that's kind of been the story of Alex's career and lack of prolific production, but his team winds up winning. What is kind of the magic to him keeping his team in football games and then obviously his team winning football games? Well, turnovers, you know. Uh, you know, I think we're a plus... What were we, two or three yesterday? So, you know, uh, we don't turn the ball over. Um, playing good defense, field position, we're making them go a very long way. You know, and, and Tress is doing a good job punting the ball, and um, we're making teams earn every blade of grass that they get, other than the Saint game, obviously. So, uh, you know, it's been a good formula for us. You know, make teams go 75, 85 yards, uh, it's very difficult. And then we take advantage of some of the good field positions we do get and, and punch it in at time to time. But we will get better on offense. The numbers will come, and uh, we're going to stick with the plan and, and – uh, we're going to get better with it for sure. Specific to Alex's performance, the accuracy seems to be not where it has been in years past for him. Have you guys been able to identify what has been causing him to just miss open guys? Uh, I don't know. You know, I think we talk about it, all that stuff. We're not getting any fundamental issues here, but uh, he's missed some throws uncharacteristically for sure. Um, you know, some of it is uh, he's felt a little pressure, hadn't got his uh, feet set, you know, from time to time, but uh, he has made some great throws under dress, escaped pocket a few times, uh, getting out of trouble. Uh, only took one sack yesterday, which is good. Line did a pretty good job for the most part. So um, there are things we can all improve on, receivers, tight ends, um, backs, uh, and we will. Jay, you mentioned a moment ago making teams go 80 yards and Tressway doing a good job. Uh, yesterday, I think of his six punts, he put five inside the 20. Is that the best performance you've seen from him in terms of uh, punt placement? Uh, since you've been here, and, and just how important is that? Yeah, it could be, and I think the whole punt team in general has played very well the last couple of weeks. You know, our Flyers done a good job, then the interior guys as far as protection and getting out and, and running down to cover. You know, Beasley's a good returner, and we did a good job hemming them up and keeping them backed up. So uh, Tress gets the good hang time that you need. Uh, the coverage gets down there and uh, has limited returns and made teams go a long way. So I don't know if it's the best of his career, but it's pretty darn good. You can just kind of speak to the, the mentality that it takes for a punter. You know, they all want to kill the ball and you know, boot at 60 yards, but you know, he's, he's kicking it like 35 yards. Sometimes it's good for the team. Not great for his stats. Yeah. Like j just, you know, the conflicted feeling, I'm sure he feels a little bit sometimes there. Yeah. I think, uh, he understands the game and, and Tress, Tress is a great guy and he's all about the team. He's going to pin him back when he has to pin him back and boot it when he has to boot it. So, uh, and the wins were in factor yesterday, but they weren't a factor for him or hop. They both did a great job in the kicking game and, and Nick Sumberg did a good job snapping with his hand. He hurt his hand a little bit and, uh, came back in there. So, you know, the elements with the wind, uh, the pressure situation, uh, they both played big time roles for us yesterday. Jay, how did uh, Stroman grade out uh, once you looked at him on tape? Obviously, he had the one bad play, but um, 
think he looked pretty decent for the rest of the time. He did okay, filling in. You know, it wasn't expected. You know, we, we expected Dunbar to play, and then uh, Dunbar just, uh, you know, uh, felt a lot of pain running uh, pregame warm-up, so uh, we decided to go with Stroman there, and, and Stroman filled in. You know, some technical things that he can work on with his technique, obviously in his eyes, uh, but for the most part, playing at his first game as a, as, as a red start and as a Redskin and playing against the Cowboys in a huge game, I think he fared pretty well. All right, coming up next, part two with Jay Gruden of his Monday press conference a day after beating the Dallas Cowboys 20-17 to to retain first place all by them lonesome. Four and two are the Washington Redskins heading to play the New York Giants this Sunday afternoon in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Guys, I want to tell you about Swap.com. Yeah, Swap.com. Isn't it crazy how much we pay for new brand name clothes? Why do we buy new kids' clothes if they just grow out of them in a few months? Well, it doesn't have to be that way. You can get some really cool stuff, some really good big name brand names at Swap.com. It's the world's largest online consignment and thrift store, and it's available for you right now. At Swap.com, you can save up to 90% off a retail price on your favorite brands like Lululemon, Carter's, Nike, J. Crew, Gap. If something doesn't fit, enjoy hassle-free returns within 30 days. And right now, we have a special offer for you Locked on Redskins listeners and our friends. We appreciate you being with us. Get 35% off of select items on your first order with the promo code Locked On. That's 35% at Swap.com with the promo code Locked On on your first order. 35% right now, co- uh, promo code Locked On. Tell them Chris Russell. Locked on Redskins sent you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, guys, we welcome you back. Again, it is episode number 107 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I'm Chris Russell. You can listen to me on 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C., radio.com. TheFanDC.com is how you can check out my report card, the Redskins 20-17 win over the Cowboys. Also, Warpath Magazine available by subscription. Make sure you check that out. ChrisRussellRadio.com and, of course, five days a week here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We finish up with Jay Gruden, Redskins head coach, on his Monday press conference. We gave you a portion of that last segment. Now we give you the remainder of it right here on the Lockdown Redskins podcast. Are you surprised at how good of a tackler Greg is considering his size? Um, no, I'm not surprised because that's part of the reason we wanted to draft him. You know, as we wanted to draft him if he was a terrible tackler and little, you know, so he, he uh, showed at Virginia Tech he could play a lot of different spots and he was a good sound tackler. He's a tough kid, tough kid, and he's a mentally tough kid. You know, he got beat on that double move and came right back and competed and uh, still jumped on some routes and, and uh, did a good job. 
with Dunbar, did he get kicked or did he get a helmet to the shin? What, what actually happened to him? Yeah, he kicked in the shin, I guess, or hit in the shin somehow. Uh, we thought it was just a bruise, you know, after the game and, and treated it. But, uh, you know, he just was having pro- trouble throughout the week. Uh, just would give out on him from time to time. And he was having trouble uh, cutting on it. And it was very noticeable on Fridays when we first put him on the injury report was on Friday. Um, and, uh, you know, I still thought he might be able to play. But Sunday morning, he couldn't really run. Jay, you guys have a little bit of cushion in the standings now. Is there, I know it's always about the next game and this week, but is there a point where you start looking at the big picture and start thinking about what needs to happen to get to to reach your ultimate goal? No, there's never that point in time, you know, unless it's week 17. Um, I think right now it's all about one game at a time. And so, guys, that's the only mentality we can have in this league because everybody's got good players, good coaches, and uh, you start looking ahead and thinking about some other things, you're going to get beat. So... Each game counts for the same one t- one game, and uh, it's another division game for us, another rivalry game. So uh, on the road, so we got to get up. Did you see something or feel something tangible change after that New Orleans game, with within the locker room or with the players or anything, or out of just responding well? I think uh, anytime you get beat like that and play like we did as a group, the entire group, I think it just. Uh, made a little paper a little bit more aware of their preparation has to be on point um and uh they came in and and mentally they they were on point you know the last couple of weeks they've been very good as far as uh, the walkthroughs uh the meeting time and then transform and transferring it out to the practice field and that's what it takes week in and week out because every week we're gonna have a couple different play concepts run concepts coverages or blitzes uh you got to be in tune uh and you got to be sharp with your communication we weren't against new orleans but we have been the last couple weeks and that's the big difference you guys had always been a confident group but winning the way you guys did the last two weeks does that build something for the group overall you kind of talked about that i hope so you know i told them you know there's gonna be a lot of close games in this league there's i think three you know three games that went down to the wire the last play of the game last week and there's gonna be three or four more next week and five or six next next week so uh, we got to play 60 minutes and, and knowing that we can uh win these close games is important for guys mentality down the stretch because we're gonna have more of them uh it's gonna be 60 minute games week in and week out and we know that we're prepared for that and we got to finish them how do you think your line played yesterday and specifically Laval in his first game back? They played really good. Yeah, I thought they played really good. You know, uh, in the running game, I thought they were got up to the next level. I think Sheriff had a all-star block on a screen pass that set Bibbs free, and, and Chase got out there, and, and the receivers did a really good job blocking also. But the line in general, overall, uh, protection-wise and run game, I thought they were very, very good. For Doxon yesterday, able to get up the seams a couple of times, it seems uh, something I don't think he's done a whole lot since he's been here. Is that a route you feel like you guys can get him on, and what was he doing differently on it? It was just uh, slant routes. It was just slant routes, and he made three big-time catches, or two big-time catches, second and 15 on both of them, and uh, in traffic made two good catches. Uh, and another uh, comeback route on the sideline. He, he caught it over the linebacker and had a couple other opportunities we missed him on, but, uh, you know, plays are going to come for him. You know, we're, we're just scratching the surface with him. I know people probably don't believe me, but they are going to come. And I know Josh is working extremely hard. What I was most most pleased with in Josh's performance when you watch the tape is his blocking was was unbelievable yesterday. With Josh, how much do you have to, because obviously he's going to get a lot of heat here or he's not producing, how much have you had to talk to him about just 
kind of staying doing what he is and the chances will come yeah you, you talk to him you have to make sure they understand the chances will come and uh you know we're still working with the quarterback receiver uh continuity and, and that's going to come and i think once he gets a few opportunities to make some plays and he makes them then there'll be coming in bunches you know we just haven't had that uh splash play yet you know, we had him on the sideline down the sideline and underthrew him he tried to jump over the guy probably could have got a pi but didn't they didn't call it had a deep one on third down at the end of the half um, that we just missed him by just uh, about a foot. Um, uh, so, so those opportunities will come. He'll get them. All right, so that's Redskins head coach Jay Gruden. And before we say goodbye on this episode number 107 edition, just wanted to pass along. Uh, this was said on CBS Sports Network from Rich Gannon on their Monday quarterback show. We're going to discuss this more in detail Uh, as we go throughout the week. But Rich Gannon, who, of course, played with the Redskins for a brief time and who won an NFL MVP under John Gruden, um, not Jay, John, with the Oakland Raiders, said about Alex Smith, quote, right now they have the best quarterback in the division. Again, key word, right now. Right now they have the best quarterback in the division. Alex Smith, he may be the best quarterback in all of football. When it comes to taking care of the football, he's spreading it around, said Rich Gannon. Interesting words from a former quarterback, from an NFL analyst, from an NFL MVP, but also from somebody that worked under John Gruden and probably sees the game conceptually and visually like John Gruden and Jay Gruden does uh, with the Oakland Raiders. Also, Deion Sanders, uh, he said this before actually the Redskins-Cowboy game, but Uh, From what I understand, he's been very praiseworthy of Alex Smith. Uh, He said this about Alex, of course, former Redskin Hall of Fame cornerback, quote, he's made them better, more effective, and more efficient. I love what he's doing, end quote. Well, it's certainly interesting to see how ex-players, great players at that, Hall of Famer in Deion Sanders, MVP, former in Rich Gannon, see Alex Smith very differently than how a lot of Redskins fancy. A lot of Redskins fans see the numbers, and they're poor, and they overreact to that. I'm more concerned with his accuracy, ball placement on short to intermediate stuff. We're going to get into more of that on the next edition, which would be episode number 108. Before we get out of here on this episode number 107, I want to tell you guys about my bookie. Yeah, that's right. Told you guys about that. Spot to go if you want a little bit of action. And who doesn't love action? That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. If you want a little action, in-game, live betting, over-unders, fantasy points, scoring, the most rewarding player perks in the business, you go to my bookie. Slammed with new betters. They're taking on all comers, and if you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar if you use the promo code LOCKEDON25. That's the promo code LOCKEDON25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's my. B-O-O-K-I-E, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play at MyBookie. You play, you win, and you get paid. Yeah, how about that, huh? 
Mm, 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 mm. Sounds good to me. If you want a little bit of action, and if you want to be on the right side of action, again, the promo code locked on 25. All right, that's going to do it for us for this edition 107 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Back for 108 uh, and crossover Wednesday with a look at the New York Giants who played on Monday Night Football and are next up for the Washington Redskins. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.